huge, huge welcome back to Side Peace Show. You guys, I cannot even begin to describe how beyond incredibly special today and this episode is. So I had this whole rundown, like the best side stealers of the week, you know, my, my go-to, my normal, like what I do, the hotness happening in Bravo. I'm calling an audible and I'm freeballing because today is so spectacular that I need to share it all with you and it tops everything else. So not only is it my little girl, Vivian's third birthday, like how in the actual hell is my girl three years old right now? But like a beyond special day for my baby. But you guys, I didn't think anything could get near, like close to as amazing as that. But today I have something that almost tops it. Not almost. Sorry, babe. Nothing tops your birthday, of course, my girl. But my other baby, this baby, side piece. As we were talking about in a couple episodes ago when I celebrated my 50th anniversary or my 50th episode, my one year anniversary, I was saying like side piece is my legit third baby. I mean, started it from nothing, the blood, the sweat, the tears, the time, the energy, the fun, the amazingness, everything combined that you get with a a baby. And I was thinking, I can't believe side piece is one year old. And I'm having my 50th episode. But now, you guys, like, I, ju- I, I cannot get over. Look, I, ca- I can barely find my words. I cannot get over what is happening today, how special this guest is today, how special this episode is today. I have been watching Bravo for a very long time and loving Bravo, loving the shows, like a legit fan. So to be able to now talk with these people that I've been watching for so long, have fun with them, you know, become friends with them, form these awesome relationships. I just, every day, I can't believe that I get to do this, that I am doing it. It's so surreal. And by the way, I didn't even listened to a podcast pre-starting my own podcast. So to start a podcast, never even listening to one. And on top of the fact that it's Bravo people whom I've loved for a very long time, it is just the coolest thing ever. But now, today, there's also this other show, this little, little show, you might have heard of it, called Beverly Hills 90210. Let me tell you about Beverly Hills 90210. This was the first show of many firsts for me. The first time I fell in love, like truly Like, oh my gosh, I love this show. I grew up watching this show. I grew up wanting to be the cool chicks in high school like them. I grew up falling in love with the guys on it. You know, Dylan McKay and David Silver and Brandon. I mean, this has been what, over 20, 25 years at least, I would say, that I have seen every single episode Every single season, multiple times, and I still watch it. I have loved this show and the cast for decades now. 
And I can not freaking believe that today, not only with Vivi's birthday, but today I get to have one of the cast from the original Beverly Hills 90210 that I've loved for so long that I actually get to have him on my little baby, my little side piece. I, 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 I just, I can't. My, like my mind is blown. My spazoid level has been going from a 10 to like a 23. I mean, if you can imagine my lunatic ass and multiply it by a hundred, I'm, you're still not getting there about how crazy I've been going over the fact that I still am in shock. I had a cast from one of the greatest shows ever on my little baby. And it just, you know, for me, I want to do more with side piece. I want my baby to grow big and bigger and bigger, just like you do with any of your kids. I now feel like I can take side piece and make it more than just Bravo. And today is the first time I get to do that. And with one of the hands down, nicest, most genuine, coolest people I have ever been fortunate, lucky enough, so thankful to have on. I have loved him for decades. After getting to actually talk with him, my love just skyrocketed. Because sometimes you never know. You're like, ooh, I love this person on TV. But like, how are they off camera? How are they, you know, off the big screen? Do they suck? Are they dicks? Like, are they bougie? Are we not going to vibe? Is it going to be weird or awkward? You never know across the board when you're, when I'm at least, for me personally, going into an episode, into an interview. Okay. Oh my gosh. I've been watching them for so long. I love them. But like, is it going to flow right? Are we going to have a good conversation? Are they going to be cool? Are they going to hate me and think I'm a weirdo? Like, you never know. So not only is it so amazing when we have a great conversation, but then when the person is so unbelievably kick-ass, amazing, just like the best person ever that you want to have a conversation with and have a beer with every day of your life, it just makes it all that more, much more special. And I know I'm running my mouth because I can't stop. I can't stop. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Vivi's birthday and like a monumental day and episode for me in my life personally and for my little baby side piece. You guys, are you ready? Like, are you freaking ready for what is about to hit you? And you know what's about to hit you? Is my guest today. From the original Beverly Hills 90210, it is the one, the oh-so-amazing only Brian Austin Green. He started on this little show called Beverly Hills 90210. Let's be honest, he kind of started as a dork, but the huge hotness he and the show would become, well, little did we know. I grew up watching and loving him, always pissed that I wasn't Donna Martin, the girl of his dreams. But from David Silver to a dancing star, I am always on his team. Clearly, I cannot stop running my mouth 
because he's like one of the greatest ever seen. Now, though, time to share with you. Are you freaking ready? We have the one and only Brian Austin Green. Oh, thank you. How have you been? How are you? Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me right now? I'm like, this is the greatest. I mean, I know joke. I mean, other than if you were Michael Jordan. <laughs> right. Because I'm a psycho sports fan. Like this is. I have, look at this. I so see your balls. Yeah. I have a Michael Jordan signed basketball over there. Um, oh Not to God. show off. No. I do. Dude. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I had, listen, I, I appreciate other people who are, were psycho sports fans. Um, and my husband, not, I wouldn't say that I'm a psycho sports fan, but I am. So being from LA, um, I'm from here. I'm from North Hollywood. Okay. Oh God, so you are. I, yeah. Yeah. So I really only grew up with the Lakers. I grew up with the Dodgers a little bit, but baseball was never my thing. Right. But the Lakers, like I used, you know, I grew up watching Laker games with my dad because my dad's always been a huge basketball fan. He, he was also a Yankee fan. But I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, Dodgers, yeah, it doesn't doesn't matter. Totally. MLB is whatever. But NBA, like I grew up watching uh Lakers Celtic games and all that. Oh. I had season seats to the forum. Oh. And then when the and then when uh the forum went away and the Lakers moved to the Staples Center when they built it, when Kobe moved over and the yeah. whole like Kobe and Shaq dynasty started, I had season seats that transferred over. So I've had season seats at the Staples Center since it was built, which is now, what is it called? The, the, the crypto.com center or whatever. It's Staples. Like, give me a break. It's yeah. It's Staples. Dude, that is sick. Dude. So you're like basketball, like that's your jam. Yeah. 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 Basketball. And then, and then, uh, film star Wars. Yeah. I'm a big fan of, and then jaws. So I have this, uh, that's a model of the actual shark from jaws that's dope yeah and it's like literally two it's an exact replica like it it's just scaled down it's really really cool this family uh hand paints them and does this whole thing and so you can go online and find and find them but literally that's all they do they do like the little barrels they do all sorts of dad's dope yeah that's so for the cool. jaws fan that's, you don't that's, see that for a jaws fan you're like that's your wet dream i mean come on pretty like, cool yeah yeah i have that and then a buddy of mine who i do my podcast with Derek, he got me for christmas um uh, a book of the making of jaws so it's like all the schematics of like him being built and like pictures from set and location and all the it, it's really cool i mean so, listen that's like that's insane. That's like one, uh, a 90210 fan getting a behind the scenes of like yeah, totally. you know, the peach pit and like the building yeah. of it and like your yeah. guys' houses and shit. Like that was, that was how we felt when we did the, cause we, we shot that in Vancouver, which was already kind of weird. I was like, how can you shoot a show about Beverly Hills in Vancouver? But they, but they did it. They did it well. The reboot. But, yeah. The reboot. Okay. But they built, they rebuilt the peach pit and everything um, right. for for that. And they built it based on pictures of what they had seen. So it was like an exact replica. So to walk in, it was like, I couldn't believe that, you know, 20 some odd years later, I was back at the peach pit. It was so surreal because it was, I mean, 
uh, stools, plates, like menus, stickers on the walls. It was an exact replica. So it was really cool to be in. It was, it was built a little bigger just so they could shoot in it now. And it was built with a ceiling, which we never had on, on the original one on set, but it was really cool to walk into. And they built, they built the front of it, which we had never had before. We had had uh, the interior and then the, the door and a couple of pillars and a bit of the front, just so we could shoot people walking through the door on the original. So this was, you saw in like the promo, us walking up to the peach pit and right. it was this whole, they built the outside. It was really cool to, Dude. to be there. Yeah, it was. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I, I didn't really watch 90210. So I, I'm, 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 I wasn't a fan at all. So, but to have, like, watch to look at show? it through the eyes of a fan. No, I didn't. I don't watch much of my stuff at all just because I'm super critical of myself and, uh, and it's kind of pointless because I'll pick apart everything that I do right. and I'll wish that I had done it differently. And then if I'm doing, especially a series, um, then I start changing what it is I'm doing halfway through. It's different between TV and film where it's like film, you bust your ass and you go and you work for a few months and then you're done with it. Um, right. TV is just a different, different animal, you know? It's not like replaying a like a old game where you're like, okay, do this right, do this right, and then change our uh, ways. Yeah. Yeah. And then 90210, it's so daunting because we did so many of them. Like to watch any of them back would be silly. So it's like, why even I know. Start? I definitely <laughs> haven't watched any of them for like a hundred times each. Like I could literally <laughs> tell you like pilot shit. Really? This is what a dork I am. I mean, I remember watching back the pilot, like, oh my God, I wonder what they're thinking. Are they shooting this? And they're like, oh my God, I hope we get it picked up. And there's like a new, you know, the houses were different when you did get picked up. Yeah. Like, it, it's crazy. I would think these things watching it, like going through, wondering what you guys were thinking. Right, yeah, we were, I mean, honestly, for me, when I was shooting the pilot, I thought, well, this show's stupid. Like, this is just a pilot. <laughs> I've done, I've done like, you know, 15 other pilots. Like, this will be, this will just, that was part of the job as a TV actor. It was like, oh, it's pilot season. You book a pilot. And then when the pilot's done, then you go shoot other stuff until next year for pilot season. Like, that was sort of the, that was the way it worked. So I had done a whole bunch of pilots before 90210 and they hadn't gotten uh, picked up, obviously. So 90210 was kind of like, it wasn't even called 90210 at that point. It was called Class of Beverly Hills. And I was young. And I remember my mom made a bigger deal about me doing a spelling show than I did because I just didn't understand like what Aaron Spelling did or what, pro right. like, what producers really were. Or like, I just didn't totally. completely wrap my brain around it. I was 16. I was, I was much more into music um, and being a teenager and like driving and all of that. And so doing the pilot, it was like, oh, this is cool. Like, we'll go shoot this pilot. Um, and nobody watched it. Like nobody watched the, the first season really of the show. And I mean, we were just promoting it like crazy and nobody was watching. And it wasn't until, so we were two things. We were really lucky we were at Fox because Fox was this like fledgling network that was at that point there were, CBS and NBC. Fox was like this sort of 
up and coming, like trying to be network and nobody really considered it a network. It had uh, the Tracy Ullman show, um, America's Most Wanted, Married with Children, 21 Jump Street. Like it had this small, really good shows, but it had a small lineup. It had like six shows. <laughs> so right. it, was, it like, was nothing at that point. It was nothing. Right. It was right. it was still cable. Like if you if you didn't subscribe to cable, you couldn't right. get <laughs> so which is why our show blew up the way it did and why the network blew up from it because our show was so kid oriented that kids were running to their parents going how can i watch this show that everybody's talking about and so fox started buying all of these um all of these networks that that in local areas weren't doing so well these like smaller networks and then they were re remaking them as as fox uh so it just started growing from there but so Fox being as young as it was, they were kind of in a place where they were like, well, we can't cancel this show because we have nothing to replace it with. So we'll, just, <laughs> we'll just give it a go. We'll just keep running with it and see how it does. And then um, Fox and Spelling came up with this really genius idea of doing summer episodes. So it was like, we, they, they figured we will run new episodes during the summer when kids are on summer break and all other shows are in repeat. Right. We'll have new programming. And so that's what they did. And literally within like a week and a half, two weeks time, the show went from nobody watching it to everyone watching. It was insane. It was like, it was, it was really surreal for us. I, I speak us. I'll sp speak just about myself. It was really surreal for me because up until that point, I had seen like new kids on the block on teen magazine covers and Kirk Cameron and growing pains and all of that. And, and then all of a sudden to see this little like thing that we were doing take over. And all of a sudden we were on the cover of everything and it was kids screaming and running like mall appearances. And it was crazy. It was a crazy experience. So the question, wonder what it was like, I was questioning also, I was like, how, I have no idea how to navigate this. None. You're 16. I was 16 and it had never happened with a TV show. I mean, I think the Partridge family was big before that. But, you know, there were there were a few, but it was it was just a different time. We were the first nighttime drama for kids. We we were the first ones to do it. I mean, there there have been a bunch since, but we were the first ones. So we were we were really navigating uncharted waters we had nobody knew what to do and it just became this crazy machine that we were in and so we we just kept going to our stages in van nuys and making episodes of the show and all of a sudden fox would pick us up for we would get a pickup and it was for two more seasons three more seasons you know it was it was just like unheard of because shows normally are you do a season and then fingers crossed you're you're you know chewing your nails coming back to get picked up for one more and then it was like hey we got our pickup and it was a big deal because you'd go do another season so for this show it just became this juggernaut where we were just sort of in the machine of of 90210 90210 was this whole thing that we were just like it was a roller coaster ride that we were all just holding on to and just a part of because we happened to be there from the beginning I mean, were you like shitting your pants? You're on covers, you're 16. Was it like cool as hell? Or were you like, this is a lot and it's overwhelming? It was. Um, I mean, both. I didn't even hit puberty at 16. Yeah, yeah, both. It was, 
I, it was really fun and exciting, but at the same time, it made me really self-conscious. All the time when kids are normally in high school and they're going through all the geeky stuff and whatever, I was doing it on a show that millions of people were watching. Right. <laughs> so, so it was, uh, it, you know, to say like I was, I, I was self-conscious to the point of like, I, you know, I didn't want to go to, uh, I, I didn't want to be around people because I just assumed that everyone was judging me as much as I was judging myself. <laughs> was, uh, you know, that, that's a tough, that's a tough world to be. And you were the youngest one. Yeah, I was. Myself and Tori. Oh, she's, a, she was around your age. Yeah, she's, uh, I think she's only a month older than me. And you had, you had never met any of these people before. I knew Shannon. I'd known Shannon for years. And I had met Luke on a, we had done a Dr. Pepper commercial before I shot the pilot for 90210. And Luke and I hung out on that. So when I saw him on set, first day, he was like, what's up, man? I was like, dude, what are you doing here? And he was like, oh, I'm playing this new character. And it was like this whole, so I had a connection with him. Uh, Shannon, again, I'd known for years. So when we saw each other, each other there, it was exciting because finally after years of doing charity events and all the kids things, we were like, Oh, we get to work together on something. It was really fun. Um, but that was it. I didn't know anybody else. And then how was it meeting like freaking the rest of the crew? Were they cool? Were people like, you guys are also kids too. And they're it's high school. It's like mean girl. Is it not? Well, and it was, and it was a pilot. So it was like, Oh, Hey, I had done pilots before. So you get there, you meet everybody, you have fun. You shoot your pilot, you have as much fun as you possibly can. And then the pilot wraps and you're like, okay, nice meeting all of you. See y'all soon. And then all of a sudden to come back and do more, it was like, oh man, we're, I think our original pickup was for nine episodes. Oh my God. Could you imagine? Or, nine? or it might've been 13. And then we got picked up for the back nine. I, I don't remember how it worked, but it was, we just none of us assumed that it was going to be anything bigger than a pilot ever, ever. We had no idea. You're six. Could you even legally drive at that point? I could, I could legally drive. <laughs> yes. Barely. I could legally do anything else, but I could <laughs> legally drive. I had my license, but I was still in high school. So I, during the first season, I was still doing uh, set school. We still had a teacher there and I would have to go and do, three hours a day of school to make up for work that I was missing in school. And then I graduated that year and then that was it for me. Okay. Yeah. So in my mind, cause you know, obviously I talked to Bravo people and a lot of them were like, I'm on the show. Which surprised me when you reached out to me because I looked at your page and I was like, it's all Bravo people. <laughs> like, and then you forgot to this. Me about? Why does she care? And now yeah. I see you in the shirt and it's like, Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, she's a lunatic about 90210 <laughs> and me in general. Like, in general. My husband's like, oh, shit, you're going to talk to him? So are you ever going to, like, want to have sex with me again because you just talked to him? <laughs> like, I'm fucked. <laughs> right. You should, you should let him know absolutely is the answer to that. Absolutely even, not. Even more so. Even because not. Because he sat in a room and showed me Jaws <laughs> and Star Wars stuff. It's like, he's a total, he's a total dork. Like you're good. Josh is like, you finally get to put your eight ninety nine eBay. Not, 
this is what a dork I am not to regress, but like I bought this on eBay. I was like, where can I find 90210? And this was the coolest thing I could find. And there was a ton, there's a ton out there, but I was like, this is so old school. And like, <laughs> like this is 90210, like yeah. the first show anyway. Yeah. Um, it was but, a 90 show with 80, with eighties artwork. That's how I, mean, I like yeah. And this is it. This is like, yeah. this feels like the vibe. Like yeah. if you're serious about it, you know, you're not going to get like some, I don't know. I was like, this is just meant to be from thank you eBay. I think it's the only thing I've ever bought on eBay in my <laughs> life. But it's funny. Like I'm walking, I'm talking to these Bravo people and they're like, it's weird because we're supposed to like be filming and doing a show with people that are 20 years or 10 years, like age difference. And right. they're like, we're just in different worlds, different parts of our lives or different right. people. So like right. Andrea or look at, I'm talking. Gabrielle. Yeah. I mean, she was what, 10 years older than you? No, no. She was even older. Ian, I think is 10 years. Is Ian, Ian is like 10 years older than me, I think. But they're such like, a terrible that, friend. Is that weird though? I don't know that. Were you like, dude, I'm hanging out with like a 26 year old. No, because at that point, the common bond was doing the show. It wasn't like things we had in common personally in the beginning. It's you, you know, in being an actor and being on sets, you try and find things in common with the people that you're working with to create uh, good chemistry on camera. So we, I, didn't, I didn't realize that Gabrielle was, as much, was so much older than I was until probably three or four years into it. Like when somebody brought it up and I sat there and I thought about it, I was like, man, she really is a lot older than I am. Like I had no idea. Um, Ian, same thing. Like Ian was just this really fun, energetic, easygoing guy. And so we just showed up to, to work. It wasn't like, Hey, so tell, you know, to, I was 17. It, I wasn't right. like, Hey, tell me about your past. Like, you know, where, right. <laughs> where you come from? <laughs> Hey, so what'd you grow up watching? Like it right. wasn't, that totally. wasn't my thing, you know. It was like, hey, where are we gonna go have lunch today? And, and you know, stupid stuff. Were you? Did you ever feel like the young one? No, no, never. Even though my nickname was Young Bry, um, I think Jason gave me that also. Young Bry, I I never felt like a kid. Everybody was always really. Uh, respectful and kind. And um, I mean, there were certain things that I couldn't join in on, like Luke and Jason and I would go somewhere that was adults only. And I was just underage. Like there was just no way that I was going to get in and right. be able to do the stuff. So I missed out on some stuff that way, but at the same time, it created a really unique bond, I think, between Tori and I, which worked really well. Uh, with David and Donna, because we really connected on the fact that we were the youngest ones there. So we had much more similar life experiences at that point than other people, than, than we did with other members in the cast. So it was, it's, it's interesting that we, and that David and Donna ended up together because it made sense so much personally with where our lives were at that point. Did you ever think freaking David and Donna would be what you guys were? No, of course not. I never, I, I didn't, 
people still talk about it now you talk about it like oh 90210 like you know all the character names i just can't it's i i i just don't um i don't get it melissa i don't i don't understand it, is it i was just gonna say is it weird for you that like you have a weirdo like me that's like oh my god can we talk and talk about 90210 it's it's weird for me because I have those same connections with uh, people that I was a huge fan of growing up. Like for me, Harrison Ford, like, dude, you're on solo. Like you're, you know, you're the right. man. Totally. And the fact that people put me at that same level of fandom is insane to me. It, it really is because um, I, it's, I, I just, I've always felt so sort of removed from that side of it. Like it was, I've been acting since I was nine. So 90210, 90210 wasn't this out of nowhere, like surprise thing for me of like, oh, I've never experienced any of this. Uh, like before 90210, I was already in teen magazines and uh, because I was doing Knots Landing and stuff when I was a kid. And that was one of the reasons why Tori even mentioned me to her dad. I was like, hey, you should bring him in. For casting, I see this kid in uh, teen magazines. So it was, I never completely got it. It was, it was always a job to me on some level. It was like Monday through Friday. Oh, I go and I shoot 90210. And then you get home and it's like, that was, that was life. But, but working was never, um, it would, they were just two different, different worlds for me. Like I had my work life and then yeah. I had my home. Do people still come up to you a lot and you're like, oh my God, David Silver? Absolutely. Absolutely they do. And it's funny now the the generational thing from it. Like um like you have what, two kids now? Yeah. But when the show was on, you were 19, probably younger than us. Fifteen. Right. Yeah. Totally. Ten. So it's funny how like generationally now it's that's been the strangest experience for me is like, is to realize like, oh, my demographic, like my <laughs> the age group that really likes me, they're like, you know, they're like parents now. They're, they're, yeah, yeah, totally. they're late thirties, you know, early forties. Like that's sort of my, that that's my audience. Totally. <laughs> Those are my people. No, it's <laughs> and so then, funny that you say that. Totally. And then, and then now with the pandemic um, and, and people being home and kids binge watching shows, They've gotten back into 90210 again, but it's the new audience. It's the new generation. So it's right. funny to run into people now where it's like, you know, parents going, oh, you know, I forced my kids to watch the show because I watch it again. It's like, yeah, but you were a kid forcing your parents back then to watch this. So it's amazing how totally. generationally it's changed. It's like my parents that were making me watch like Cosby and Roseanne. Right. Totally. You know? Yeah. Yeah, now you're making your kids watch 90210. Totally. I'm walking around like with this shirt. Mommy's like, who is that? Is that uncle? And I'm like, I wish it were uncle somebody. <laughs> like, please. But no, it's not Uncle Adam. Like, it's just, you know, it's my pretend. I wish these were your aunts and uncles. I mean, it is, it is crazy. And it's funny. I had someone here. I'm trying to find freaking nanny. And I just had somebody here like at 1157. I'm like, okay, thanks. It was nice to meet you. And she's like 27 and I'm wearing my shirt. I'm all ready. I'm like, I'm not putting a mask on. I actually put some makeup on. I'm bouncing around. My son's dancing. And J Josh is like, oh my God, mommy's like really excited. Right? I was like dancing. 
and she's like, oh, that's a cute shirt. I'm like, oh my God, you don't even. <laughs> right, right. Hey, like, what is that? I know. She's like, like, oh, that's cute. Right. Oh, I'm like, no, no. Yeah, you're not hired. Sorry. Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> you're just, don't right. call my shirt cute. Like, <laughs> I was, don't. I was really curious the type of person you are. Now I know. <laughs> you and I have left in common. <laughs> and it was nice to meet you. I'm not going to talk to you again until you at least binge watch season one and two, pilot included of 90210, the original, not like the comeback. Yeah. Like the, right. I mean, you guys are so good. They make another 90210, not even about you. Like you're not even in it. I don't know. If, I don't know if that was because we were so good. I think, um, I, I think the show just became something that people could make money from it's kind of like that you know they're they bring back shows they magnum pi and it's their i mean miami vice has got to be coming soon if they haven't already done it have they already done miami vice i don't know there hasn't been like they should they should a thousand percent i mean look at bad news bears it's all got to come back like it's all that's just how it works you know but you know what it's almost like a sequel to a movie most of the time it's the first one that is the best one the first one is that's interesting. Have you seen the trailer for um, Will Smith's new Fresh Prince show? Uh, no. Okay, so it's it's a drama. It's not a comedy. It's not a sitcom, and it's about uh, the the lead character of Will Smith moving here from Philadelphia, uh, living with a with a wealthy family. But it's like it's a it's a full drive. It's an like it's a dramatic show no way yeah so i kind of feel like that's if you're gonna do a reboot of a show with a new cast and stuff that's the smart way of doing it you know instead of trying to recreate whatever magic there was when something first started because you can't you can't Mm -mm. you can't bottle magic you can't find the formula for it if if you could then then all, you know, networks and TV execs and film producers would be billionaires because right. they it would just be this formula that works. Uh, you never know what that formula is. And 90210 worked when it came out. It was, it was a perfect show for the 90s when people, when the internet didn't exist, people couldn't fact check what it was we were doing. So, you know, they, like, they were like, Ooh, West Beverly, that's gotta be an amazing school. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, sure. you know, glad, glad you feel that way. Uh, yes. We do all drive BMWs, you know? Um, totally. <laughs> so, so the show, the show worked for that time period because people didn't, you, you couldn't find information about Beverly Hills. Everybody was curious, like, oh, what's it like being there and growing up there and all that? And so we could make this fictional life of a, of a child in Beverly Hills, whatever we wanted it to be, whatever was the most fantastical and the most fun to watch. And people were like, oh, man, that's amazing. And then they would come out here on vacation. They'd take pictures in Beverly Hills and they'd be like, this is you know, they'd be on Hollywood Boulevard going, what the heck? I just got mugged. Like, that's not, they never had muggings on 90210. Like, you know. I just went in Nat to serve me a burger at the Peach All Right. <laughs> I haven't found a peach pit anywhere. Can you imagine how many people come There are no mega burgers. <laughs> Where, what's the Beverly Hills, the uh, country club? Beverly Hills Country Club. Oh, yeah. No, we had the Beverly Hills Beach Club. Beach which doesn't, Club. Yeah. 
Yeah, people went down to the beach and they were like, um, <laughs> there is no Beverly Hills Beach Club here. And it's like, because Beverly Hills isn't that close to the beach. You've got like, a, you have like the Bel Air Beach Club and stuff like that. Right. Like area but Beverly Hills is it's like an hour from the beach <laughs> like, and there's... it's full of homeless people this doesn't look <laughs> right. like <Yeah>. set <laughs> totally. yeah. right. I mean, it, it's just I mean were there anyone you said Luke you know because you guys had done commercials and you knew Shannon but was there anyone that you really like gelled with when you first started the show Jason I really gelled with Luke and I I, I always gelled with Luke. Luke and I had a really cool relationship that way. We always had like a um, brotherly relationship. Like he, he was the kind of, he was obviously the older brother, but he didn't act that way. He, he would always act like you were an equal, which is why we got along as well as we did. I always got along really well with everyone. I got along really well with Ian. I still do. Jason, Gabrielle, Shannon. Jenny and I probably the least, only because I think we were just into such different things. And then Tori and I got along famously when we were shooting. We got along really well. And I we hung out all the time. And I go to her dad's house. And I it's... I was always around the family and her younger brother, Randy. So there was always a connection there. And I think we got along so well too, because we had so much in common. We had, yeah. we, we had the same uh, age, age range of friends around us and the same things going on. We were in the same grade we were doing the same stuff. So if we would go out to like, I'm going to really date myself now to like Roxbury, <laughs> you know, we were, we were the same age. We were listening to the same music. We were doing the same things. Uh, we had the same interests. We were both like 90s kids. And everyone else, they, you know, we were doing the show in the 90s, but they, they were almost from the generation uh, before totally. us. Yep. They were more 80s kids. Right. And we were 90s kids. Like I was, I was a teenager in the 90s. I consider myself, that was my generation. I grew up during the time of hip hop and all of that. that right. So, and that was, that was always the thing that was um, really blatantly obvious when you watched the show or when you hung out with us, like they, you know, Jason and Luke were, and, and Shannon, not so much Shannon. Shannon was actually really into hip hop as well. Like we would go to dance clubs and all that stuff. But um, Jason was much more into, uh, the alternative scene and like classic rock and rock music and that whole vibe. And that was, and I grew up with, you know, just like cross colors and, and, and all like, I, that was just, that was my scene. Like the oh, hip hop, yeah. the hip hop culture was the culture that I grew up in, which is, which is why I think it was so hard when I did my album and it wasn't really accepted by the culture necessarily because it was like, I don't, what did you guys expect me to do otherwise? Like this right. is, I grew, I'm, I'm living in this same time period as you all. Like, what am I, what did you expect me to do? Like, totally. So, like copy totally. like, album that like, that's right. Not totally. You, you and your DJ booth back there on the show. Yeah, like, I grew up listening to hip hop. Like that right. was my thing. Like that's, I grew up playing drums and I was all hip hop all the time. So that was, 
that was the hard part for me about that. It's funny now because my album and, and what I've done and who I've been is so much more embraced by the community than it was back then because it was so, it was younger and it was so much more judgmental and people were like, you know, you either live and breathe the scene or, you know, right. get the fuck out. Like it was like, totally. like, like, you know, writing words over the tunnels, <laughs> on, on, you know, lost virginess of like, you know, if you're not a local here, get the fuck out. Like it was <laughs> and blast that, that out because it was that serious. And that's, at that point, it was like hip hop was these hip hop kids that wore backpacks going to all the clubs and all the stuff. They weren't buying any of the music. It was right. all getting it all from the labels. So it was a it was a different time. And I that was my time period. Like I was throwing hip hop clubs and like having that was my thing. Like I, I grew up with it all. It's, I loved it all. You know, you're talking about Donna and David. Yeah. And you guys together, you know, the chemistry, did you guys ever have like serious, did you ever think like off camera, you guys would really be something? No, no, no. it was, we, I mean, we were young, so, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't beyond us to get drunk and have fun and do stupid shit because we were kids and that's, you know that's kind of what you do. Um, that's what I did. I just, you know, I, uh, I, I sewed my oats. Um, but, uh, no, it was, we always kept that separate. I think because work was so long and there was so much to it. I, I, I always, we always kept the two separated. Like we never, we never had a serious relationship together. I didn't think, I, I can't answer for Tori. I didn't think that was, that was just nothing that we ever had even discussed or, or, or attempted. Like it was never, we were never in any sort of a committed relationship. We kept it for the screen, which I think worked at the time. Right. You, know? you it, were, it, were there if, a if the two, if we actually dated in real life and then something went wrong, David and Donna would go wrong because we were too young to differentiate and separate those two. So we, uh, we, we really focused on David and Donna being this amazing thing. And I think the fact that we didn't have a serious relationship off camera gave us the ability to create that in scenes together and it was believable because there was a part of us where it was really like it was it's the same way I feel now about playing uh, playing characters that are just like awful people. It's like, OK, well, that's not me, but it's fun having the opportunity to do that. Right. It was fun having the opportunity to play a relationship with her uh, because we didn't have one. So it was sort of like the it was the unrequited, like it was, it was all the stuff that we hadn't done, you know, it was, right. it was fun, like the real, the true love and, and the, and the connection and all of that. So I think, I think that was, that became the magic for us within 10 years. I think luckily we never had a real relationship that way because I think it, it really could have set the stage for us to ruin what it was that we had on camera, which I think was, it was a cool relationship. Yeah. I think it was fun. 
insane. I hated Donna for a many, many years. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted, That's not a good thing. I wanted to marry you or Michael Jordan. And I'm like, who am I going to get to first? So I can't really hate Scottie Pippen because they like win together and that's great. But I can hate Donna because she is stealing huh. David away. So there you Have go. Have you always hated Michael Jordan's wife? <laughs> no, I felt bad for her. Like I just felt bad for her. Okay, fair no, enough. But like, you know, I just, I just like, I always thought there's no way that they can be like not together off camera because it's so good it almost seems so real like you guys were so good mm -hmm. were there Thank a you. lot of hookups cast hookups uh i think right <laughs> I, mean, I don't know i don't know for sure um but i i probably what's one that was like crazy oh i'm not giving details <laughs> melissa you're not that's not no I'm, I'm not a rookie. This is, this isn't new. I'm not going to fall into the trap of, you know, it was crazy though. Your reboot and then seeing Jenny and Jason. Yeah. Hooking up. Yeah. That was crazy. Why? It was just crazy. Cause you're just like, you wonder it's supposed to be your guys' real life. Right. And then now we're seeing them actually hook up. And so then as a viewer, you're like, Oh, did they ever do the do? when they were, you know, Brandon and Kelly, but huh. off camera. It yeah. made you wonder. Good. And there was Good always turn. times I wondered, you and Don a couple scenes, I was like, oh my God, could there be something? Cause like, it was kind of in between your like, personal, like you were done with Megan and Shauna wasn't in the picture yet. And I was like, the timing, is there something? Like you just, oh, listen, this is what a lunatic, fan I am like I remember like the chemistry from when you guys were doing the original and now I see the reboot and I'm like what's happening here <laughs> was it crazy but doing the reboot though it was uh it was it was because we hadn't ever I had never planned on on doing one I always felt like did 10 years of this show like this is this is done but I liked, I really liked the concept of what it was we were doing for the reboot. I liked, for me, I liked the fact that it wasn't a straight reboot of like, hey, David and Donna. But like there was the, I, I love the meta sort of uh, sense of the whole thing. I know not everybody loved that, but um, I don't think I would have done it any other way. Just speaking for myself, I, I had no intention of going back and playing david silver again except in that way was it weird coming back together though like all of you guys after so long yeah it was weird we had a meeting and it was the first time we had all sat together in an office in 30 years it's, it had been it was pretty surreal to all be sitting together uh for that meeting yeah it was cool it was fun it was a good time it was like summer camp Ian said that at one point, he was like, this is kind of like summer camp. Like this is to, to be forced to be in uh, a completely different city in Canada in Toronto uh, and be here for two months or three months shooting, um, having dinners together and all that kind of stuff was, it was, it was really cool because it 
we didn't have the excuse of having kids at home and families at home. It was like, oh no, we're, hey, what are you doing for dinner tonight? We would meet up and walk to restaurants and say, it was, so it was cool. cool. Yeah, it was a great, it was a great way of catching up. You know, it, was, it was a blessing for sure. I, I wanted, you know, we were talking, you were talking about him before and I wanted to say, you know, cause like when we're talking about Kobe, it's like, there's never a good way to like talk about it. Right. Cause right. it's horrible, but I'm really sorry for you and you know, everyone about Luke. Um, so, I mean, that was, that was right before your reboot. Yeah. Yeah. He was, supposed he to was actually, we were, we were having meet, we were having a meeting for the reboot and you know, Luke was already busy. So he knew at that point, he was like, I can't come and do, uh, do the reboot because I'm not going to have time. But he was on speakerphone as we were having like a, a meeting, just saying what he thought and what I did. He was, and there was always a part of me that thought like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe he'll have time to come in and do like one episode or something like that. But he passed right before, uh, before Fox picked up the show and we were out pitching it and doing all of that. So you guys had filmed it already? No, we hadn't filmed it. You hadn't? No, we were, we were out selling the show. We were selling the concept. Um, when he- so then were you like, do we want to do it still? I don't think we ever were. No. I mean, I think we were, we were already in it and we felt like that was part of that was just meant to be part of the experience, you know, was, was, uh, dealing with the loss of him. Um, and it was all, it's, I'm a big believer in everything happening for a reason. And I think there was a, there was a real reason for that at the time. I think it was, I think that became a catalyst, one of the catalysts for us to really come together and, and do it. I know, I know with his passing, that was a big one for Shannon in coming back because she felt like in honor of him and, and all of that, like, let's, let's do this. I mean, I, you know, I still don't know what the reason is yet. I mean, I, I know his passing was a big catalyst for me in dealing with um, just life and the things that happen afterwards. Like I would constantly ask myself, how, you know, Luke looking down on me, how would he feel about what I've done or said or how I've dealt with a situation? And so maybe, maybe that's, that's the reason for me. I think, I mean, you know, there's different reasons for everyone, but for me, uh, him passing was a big catalyst in deciding who I wanted to be for the second half of my life. Like what, what really meant, meant something to me and who I wanted to be remembered as. Um, Cause Luke was great that way. He was, yeah. that was really important to him and not, he didn't, he didn't live based on how he was perceived. He lived. And so he was perceived the way he was because he was an incredible person. And I want to, I get it. I, I want to be the same way. I want people to look back on my existence and think, he was a, what a great dude, like what a solid person he was. He, he there's, it, it's really hard to find bad story with Luke. It's impossible to find a single bad story about him. Just an amazing person. So that's, 
that's a tough road. I mean, that's not, you know, they call it the road less traveled for a reason because it's a hard road to be on to make the tough choices. Sometimes it's way easier to just be, to defend yourself and be that person, you know, make sure that, and aggressively try and make sure that people know who you are compared to just being who you are and making a choice of like, I, I made a choice early on of control that I have in life. I think for me is who I choose to be while living life, right. dealing with the tough times and the great times and all of that. Like who, who do I want to be during all that? Because that's going to happen regardless. Tough times great times, but you know, I, all the ups and downs, of it, it's, it's unbelievable what, uh, what is thrown at me during life, but who do I want to be during all of it? Like who, who do I want to be remembered as? How do I want to deal with things? And, and so that's, that's sort of become the, the, the mantra for me. And a lot of that came from the existence of, of Luke and the relationship that we had. I credit, I credit him with a ton, a ton of that. So sad. Oh my God. Dude, yeah. Why are you getting me all Sorry. sad and shit? To bring this all down. No, but like, that's <laughs> incredible because you're right. Because listen, you've been in the business for how many years? Like my husband's been in the business for a long time and he represents people. He's a partner at WME. He represents, this, or he runs the sports department. There's a lot of people out there that aren't like that, right? They're just not good people. Right. So like when you find the exception to the rule, it's like you, you know, you love it that much more and you appreciate it that much more. So yeah. like you saying that and you yourself just being like, I want to be a good person, which is like, should be the basic thing for everybody. Just be a good person. Like I always say to my kids, when in doubt, like the biggest thing that you need to know is to be a good person. Like don't be a shit human being. Right. Period. The end. Like that is the most important thing. I feel like that's our job as parents is, uh, you know, I realized, especially with the three younger ones that I have, that they are, they're people. They're their own person that has nothing to do with me. They're completely different from each other. So it's not my job to, um, to try and micromanage and control who they are. It's my job to make sure that morally, they are good people in living the lives that they choose to live. And my oldest son, Cassius, amazing, amazing guy. Amazing. Like I, I couldn't be more proud of him. He's an amazing human being morally. And that's, that's my goal with all of them is just to raise really morally sound people because they're going to go through all sorts of stuff. Right. But for the family tree to be this, uh, this to have these amazing branches that are really strong and connected because they're really good people at the heart of them right. is that's invaluable. Game changer. That's yeah. Priceless. Like, yeah. You can't, you can't pay for that ever. What would right. Luke think of Shauna? Luke would really like Shauna. She's, she's an amazing person also. You know, I was, I was at this point like we talked about where I was really on this path of who I wanted to be and, um, and making the choices out of that and not, not just living in the moment of like 
just being reactionary when things happen. Sharna was in the exact same place in her life. She was on the same path. Uh, our paths had never crossed, but they were absolutely parallel. Uh, when we sat and talked about uh, who we wanted to be and, and what we wanted to accomplish in life, we were we absolutely had the same goals in all of it. We've just gotten along so well. It's like, why, why would I want to travel on this path by myself? That's so hard. If I can travel it with somebody else that I really love traveling it with, that's on the same path with me. Not, not because we're forcing each other or, you know, you have those relationships where you, you always kind of feel like you're reaching back down or whatever, trying to keep people aligned with you. I don't have to do that with her. She is just naturally aligned with where my life is right now. You know, it's hopefully it stays that way. I don't feel at this point like uh, paths going in different directions and people growing apart is necessarily a bad thing. I realize that that's just kind of part of life. I think people are in your life when they're supposed to be, when they're meant to be, and you're on the same path. And then paths go in different directions. Right. And, and that's okay. I, I, I don't agree with people that villainize other people because their paths have gone in different directions. Uh, I, like I think you that and Megan? Megan and I, her life in a lot of ways has been very different from mine. She's had a very different experience of it all. And she went through immense fame like instantly when Transformers hit and so you know I think on some level she has always felt like she didn't get to experience a lot of what someone young and having that amount of fame would have because she was in a relationship we were together I had my oldest son was born she was helping me raise him we then had kids Uh, you know so we went through a lot together but I think we really got to the point in life. She really got to a point where she was like, I, I just want different things for myself. And as sad about that as I was, I understood it. Yeah. I get it. It's that, that just happens. And it, we were together for 15 years. I mean, that's okay. not, that, that's a serious relationship. It's a lot. It's a, serious relationship we were married for almost 10 I mean that's a that's a long period of time so I don't feel like we failed at something I feel like we really excelled at what what it is that we did and we have three amazing kids to show for amazing kids do you get so sick of people asking you about it no, I mean, not a lot of people ask me about it. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. I just thought you would get like, I don't, I like, I didn't even want, like, I just thought, again, me thinking like that, I almost was going to say like, I'm not even going to break, you know, the only reason you're saying is because people like taking their own path, like people make it some, such a big deal. And you're just like, we grew apart, right? Like my parents, not, it's been 30 Right. It's not. My parents after 35 years still can't speak to each other. So it's just like to hear this, you're so right. Like shit happens. You grow apart from friends. Why is it any different from your partner? I have a million friends, people that I've re that I've reconnected with that were 
my best friend when I was younger and hang out with him now. And it's like, I love him. Right. But we don't have that same connection that I had with him when I was, because we're on different paths. Right. And that's, and that's, that's okay. It's fine. It's not a judgment on anybody. Uh, You know, it's not, I don't feel like my path is better than anybody else's. Um, I just feel like it's different. You know, Megan is on her own path and her own thing. And fuck, I wish her the absolute best on it. I, of course I do. I wouldn't want any harm to come to anybody. And I don't want anybody to struggle in anything if they can avoid it. But her, you know, she's on her own path. She's going to live her life and have her experiences. And uh, there's, there's nothing anybody can do right. about that. <laughs> and, totally. and there's nothing that anybody should try and do about that. I, I would never in a million years want to rob someone of their path, of what their life is, what the, what the adventure of it all and the journey of it all is supposed to be. Because the journey is, is the amazing part. You know, the, the, the destination is what you get to at the end of it all, but you have to have the journey. Right. You have to. Right. Someone once told me, you know, life, there's no dress rehearsal. There's not. One go. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, you know, I, I talking, thinking about you and like, there's so many, I could sit here and look at it's already one. I'm thinking about your time. I could literally sit here and talk to you. I didn't even get to like half the shit that I was like thinking I wanted to talk to you about because I, it's just like, this is the best. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. This was just like, this was just the freaking best. I mean, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me and for reaching out. And it's, it's one of those, um, sometimes I respond back to people on Instagram and things catch my eye and I don't necessarily know why, but they just do. And you absolutely did. And you've been amazing to talk to. And, um, and you and I'll absolutely talk again, not this way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. I say every day, side piece is so much more than Bravo. I need to get my people on. Like, I love Bravo, but like my people that I love that I think are amazing people. Yeah. I need to have on. And like a thousand percent, it starts with you. This okay. was the fucking best ever. You're the best. Bye, this made my day. Tell Shauna and the kids hello from your crazy lunatic Melissa friend. I um, will. And I can't wait to meet you and, and her one day soon, hopefully. Awesome. Thank right you. On. You're the best. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Side Piece. Make sure to follow on Instagram with the handle at Side Piece Show. That's at S-I-D-E-P-I-E-C-E. S-H-O-W, at Side Piece Show. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe.